Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Parks Motor Sales was founded by my granddad, Bobby Parks, and my great-granddad, Julian Mays, in 1958. We've been family-owned the whole time, and being family-owned, locally-owned, means you get to get your next vehicle or your existing vehicle serviced by the same people who stand in the grocery line with you, drop their kids off at the same school you do, and smile and are happy to see you when they do. So come see us at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee on 919 Nashville Highway or ParksMotorSales.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service and we want to be your garbage man. We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at garbagemaninc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Brown's Body Shop has two locations to provide your vehicles with high-quality body and frame repairs, the best paint jobs, and custom body fabrications. Brown's Body Shop has been successful for more than 50 years because of their highly trained personnel, competitive prices, superior customer care, and timely service. Don't put off body repairs or that custom paint job at Fenders. Go to Brown's Body Shop today, 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia, or 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and North Alabama. Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long hot day at work, there's always one nearby. 
Quick Mart convenience stores conveniently located all across southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama. Proudly serving Shell Gasoline. Hello, this is John McEwen with McEwen Group Real Estate, located at 17A Public Square in beautiful downtown Columbia. Our family has over 40 years experience selling farms, residential, recreational, and all types of real estate here in Middle Tennessee. Check us out online at McEwenGroup.com or on Facebook and Instagram at McEwen Group, or give me a call today at 931-628-1749. McEwen Group, land is your legacy. Farmer Johnny here, Taylor Family Farm. I want to give you all a little look-see. We raise 100% non-GMO, grass-fed beef, pasture chicken, and pork on our family farm. Everything that we grow is raised with love and care to ensure the highest quality and nutrition for our family and customers. You can shop online at taylorfamilyfarmtn.com or visit our farm store in person at Etheridge, Tennessee at 301 Dave Reisner Road. That's taylorfamilyfarmtn.com for more information. Scalpel. Scalpel. Tweezers. Tweezers. Ham sandwich. Ham what? Sandwich. I was going to eat lunch when I got my oil changed earlier, but take five is so fast I didn't have time. But sir, you can't eat during surgery. Eh, one bite won't hurt. Mm. Whoops. Uh, Napkin. Napkin! At take five, your oil change is faster than you think. Take five, the stay in your car 10-minute oil change. This is Delk Kennedy, owner of Kennedy Broadcasting Company, operator of WKRM, historically 1340 AM, now 103.7 FM, and WKOM, 101.7 FM. We call ourselves Front Porch Radio, and I've said many times what that means. It means that we are working to connect this southern Middle Tennessee community, one listener, one relationship at a time. And let me elaborate on what that means. In this community, we will relentlessly promote jobs, commerce, business, industry, education, arts, green space, music, rivers, the great outdoors, healthcare, churches, charity, sports, and all the great people of Southern Middle Tennessee. Join us, help us, call us. Front Porch Radio, Delk Kennedy, thank you for listening. This is Clayton Harris, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM, Columbia. Glad to be alive and well with you. Tony Basilio on the one, the only, after a victorious Tennessee football weekend and a very, very, very interesting college football weekend. The SEC went on the big stage twice and got absolutely smacked in the face. What to make of that? Bino, Jeff, and Bry, where do we want to start? Do we want to start with the Vols? Or do we want to start with what happened to LSU last night? Because Tennessee's uh, um, contest, if you want to call it that, with Virginia, really gave me a great appreciation for a couple of things. One, how far Josh Heupel's made uh, has led this thing in a couple of years, because Tennessee's crossed a great divide. And then, two... How much you appreciate the fact that you can play somebody and just kind of have a tiptoe into the water and not get thrown into the deep end like LSU did last night and try to swim your way out of it. 
I think there's a place for the kind of opener Tennessee had versus what happened to Virginia versus what happened to uh, LSU and what happened to Florida this weekend. Bino, where do you want to start as I welcome you in on a Monday? Josh Hyper coming up in an hour. Uh, I want to uh, start with the balls, Tony. Um, but before I do that, I want to uh, wish Fab Five Freddy a happy birthday. The man, the myth. Happy birthday, Frederick. The absolute legend, Freddie Mike. We love you. Keep uh, keep on keeping on, Mike. I mm-hmm. love you, brother. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I thought uh, uh, I thought Tennessee had a really really productive workmanlike week one, Tony, uh, with uh, with enough good things to uh, give you some hope going forward, uh, and uh, an- enough uh, enough mistakes. Uh, to uh, make sure that uh, the staff has uh, their full attention over the next two weeks, uh, getting ready for Florida. Um, I thought that Brian made a really, really good point in his opening uh, to the Garza Law Firm fifth quarter fan reaction on Saturday after the game that uh, it was a uh, it was a game where we had several guys uh, that uh, made mistakes early. Uh, and then it was kind of a redemption day because they uh, came back and uh, and uh, performed much better uh, later on in 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 their roles. So uh, I was uh, uh, I was really pleased uh, for week one. Yeah, I think it's uh, and 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 one of my takeaways is that Tennessee's team speed, Tennessee's team speed is excellent uh, on defense. And they've certainly upgraded there. Now, again, I'm back to this. Uh, I think you got to keep it in perspective. That Virginia squad is a six-point underdog to James Madison. Tennessee came from there a couple of years ago. They weren't as bad as Virginia is, but they were heading into that territory. They were in the bottom third in college football when Heupel got this job. It was thought that Tennessee was going to park there for a while. It's phenomenal how much better Tennessee is in two years and just how prepared. Sean Sinclair the other day was talking about the strength and conditioning coach whose name you really, I mean, you don't hear it. There's not a lot of self-promotion around that. Um, they look the part. They look the part Saturday. Now, they've got areas they've got to clean up. But they certainly looked the part Saturday. Yeah, and I, I would agree with you, Tony. There's no, uh, I mean, obviously, uh, uh, Virginia's offense is pedestrian at best. Uh, but you can still see, you can still see the physical growth of Tennessee on the defensive side of football, both from a strength and a speed standpoint. Uh, and I guess the most impressive thing to me was. We were able to run the football really, really effectively against what's probably the strength of their team, of Virginia's team, which would be their their front seven defensively. So uh, that was uh, that that was uh, one of the the brighter points of the day. But uh, good, really good opener um, that uh, that uh, gives you a lot of uh, a lot of hope going forward. Well, Bino, I'm going to give you a chance yeah. at seeing the balls over the weekend. I'm going to give you a chance to take back your. Tepid comments about the Florida game. And by the way, our number, if you want to get in with us, is 865 200. 
5402. Again, 865-200-5402. You were tepidly awaiting uh, the Florida game, Bino, the other day, and I'm going to give you an opportunity to go ahead and take all that back since the Vols look very good on Saturday and look poised to go to Florida and get a big dub, uh, a runaway dub, really. So go ahead. Uh, Tony, I'm, I'm not saying that Florida will beat Tennessee in Gainesville. Tennessee obviously has the better team. Uh, all I'm cautioning people is the the Florida Gators that they saw uh, this past week will not be the Florida Gators. They will not be the mistake a minute, give the game away, Florida Gators, that we saw uh, on Friday or Thursday or whenever that was. Uh, because they never are against us. We'll have to take the game from them down there. I think we're perfectly capable of doing it, but we'll have to take it from them. They will not give it to us. Brian Hartman, you were getting ready to add before I so rudely jumped on you on this holiday day where we labor. It's a labor of love. There's a blog up today. I wasn't going to do a blog and then... Orange throat threw me a submission, and I sat there for like an hour and a half. And Laura looked at me and said, "I thought you weren't gonna. I thought you were gonna take a day off." And I said, "I was." And she said, "But you're not." And I said, I, I, "Yeah, I know." Go ahead, Brian. You were gonna say so over there at well, T Club Team today. Some thoughts yeah. on the game, including guys, the fact that since Joe Milton's been the quarterback, and I'm not picking at him. But converting third downs at a 22% clip, Bino, you're not going to beat people that matter playing that way if you're the University of Tennessee. Is that um, is that being too hard on him, too hard on them, or is that an accurate statement? Because Hendon Hooker was a full 23 points higher than that, Bino. Uh, no, I think that's an area that uh, that we need to get better at. Uh, under under Joe Milton, I, I, I realize that's only three games we're talking about, which is a real small. But uh, uh, it, it's going to be hard to be as effective uh, as Hendon Hooker was in this offense. Yeah, I was looking last night. It looks like the really good teams in college football. You got to get around thirty-seven, thirty-eight percent, somewhere around that number, if you want to be effective. Uh, go ahead, Brian. You were going to say, and then we'll go to the phones. Well, they ran the ball well against a with an offensive line that's sort of banged up and shuffling around. That isn't at full strength. And I also liked how they slogged around for nearly a quarter and a half and still still got forty nine points. Yep. Milton I has this thing. Milton has this thing, guys, where. He looks like he loses concentration for a few series, um, and and that that's just not going to work when you play really good teams. You can't do that. You know, last night, I, I give you a good example. This Jordan Travis guy, who's, everybody's talking about for the Heisman Trophy, early in that game had three or four series in a row. Now, granted, he was under huge duress last night. Both of those teams run unbelievably well. That LSU-Florida State game, you talk about a high-level football game with tremendous athletes on both teams, great defensive lines that can run, good offensive lines, but great defensive lines that put pressure on, uh, on their opposition. I mean, it was unreal how much talent was out there. Well, Travis last night, 
threw three balls up for grabs early in that game. Now, one of them was intercepted, and two of them could have been, and one of them deep in his territory should have been, and got away with it. And and so those are the things that, you know, when you get out of there with a win, that's, you know, everybody's patting each other on the back. Hey, that could have easily been a different game last night being star if those balls would have been taken down like they should have been. If I'm a Florida State fan, that concerns me, looking at that kid. Am I wrong? Uh, no, no, you're not wrong, Tony. And it was, um, uh, you know, LSU had an opportunity to have a really good cushion in that game and failed miserably in some short yardage situations early uh, that uh, that put them in a position uh, that they were in later. Um, and I, I thought you were right Saturday in that I, I did think that uh, that after Keaton's drop, that for a couple of series, uh, uh, Milton of appeared to allow that to affect him a little bit. Uh, but I was really pleased uh, with the way that he came back from that after a short period of time. I totally agree with that. I, I thought his play after the middle part where he was unsteady, I loved how he just didn't interject himself into the deal, let his team like a quarterback, wasn't out there stat sheet stuffing, they ran the ball a whole bunch. He was content to do that. I like uh, how Joe Milton does not make it about himself like some quarterbacks will. And and, and I found him to be effective. I, I think there's room there for him to grow. They've got to get better on third downs. That's all. When you go on the road with Florida, and look, you won't see that. And that's, that's the thing about – and people, I think, are getting upset with me because – I'm not hard selling what I saw with Virginia because truly Virginia is a seven, they're a, they're a touchdown underdog in their own building against James Madison, who have been to Division One football for less than 24 months. I mean, we have to call that what it is. And I do think, after looking at Virginia, we kind of talked about this last week, guys. You know that athletic um, where they ranked the teams and they had them several spots. More than 10, right, behind UConn. I think that's accurate, Brian. After watching UConn the other night, after watching Virginia, I think Virginia's the worst Division One team on Tennessee schedule this year. I think Virginia and Vanderbilt yeah, they ought I to go down to Nashville and play a brawl for it all in front of about 5,000 people down there. I think uh, Northwestern's pretty bad, too. They're right down no, on in, Tennessee uh, schedule. The five worst power five teams. Yeah, I'm talking about on Tennessee schedule. They're the yeah. worst D one team. Yeah, Virginia. Virginia probably is. Austin P. They lost to I think Southern Illinois over the weekend. Who's pretty yeah. good. So the next four opponents are zero and one for the Vols right now. I want Austin P. Zero and one. That's Florida's right. Zero and one. UT San Antonio's zero and one. Yep. South Carolina's zero and one. They're all four zero and one. How about South Carolina being zero? How about that guy? How about the how about the week for the SEC? The weekend that was not good, guys. Not good for the the, the power league of the world. I mean, LSU got the hell beat out of them last night, guys. Absolute hell beat out of them. Yes or no? Uh, yeah. How about the Pac-12 is thirteen and zero? Wow. Well, that's justice. The Pac-12 is thirteen and zero. That's justice. I hope they have an incredible year and go out with a bang. That's justice for that that whole thing. And what college football's done to done to their league? That Florida State team, Tony, looks like a complete throwback. Big, fast, nasty. Don't don't care how many penalties they get. 
to get to the <laughs> to the end of the game. Uh, just uh, uh, they just mauled LSU, especially at the end. A mall the job. Mauled LSU. Mauled them. I thought it was going to be. A, I was like, man, this is going to be a great finish to this thing. They went out there in that last fifteen minutes, you know, and they smashed them into the ground. Yeah, it was no contest. I was talking. I was talking last night with a friend of mine when I was preparing the blog, and he keyed me to a few things. Florida State was the winner in the transfer portal. They reworked their team in the transfer portal. The transfer portal last year, kind of a big deal, not really. The transfer portal this year already, what Colorado did the other day, the fact that they're favored against Nebraska already, like a nine-point swing in a line, hello, uh, in week two, the fact that Florida State overnight, overnight, turned themselves back into a team that looks like it's 1998 again, Bino, 97, 96, 95, 94. The Bobby Bowden era, prime Bobby Bowden era back in the late 80s, looks like it's back. Overnight, the two best receivers in the portal, they got them. Uh, the running back, uh, the Bell kid from uh, South Carolina, they got him. They got so much uh, out of the portal that there's a starter from Auburn that they paid six figures to, a guard who can't crack their lineup. Can't crack their lineup. That's what the big boys are doing now. And, and this is going to lead to more of this. This is going to lead to more of this. This is going to incentivize these coaches and these collectives to get in this deal because the portal really is one of the week one stories. Colorado is a week one story. South Carolina got ripped apart in the portal. Nobody wants to talk about that. South Carolina lost four or five key players in the portal. That Colorado deal is one of the more stunning things that I've ever seen in my life. To turn over 80 players, uh, Tony, I, I mean, I, I don't, I think, I think Prime obviously can coach. I, I never had any question about that, but I thought his first year, he would get the daylight speed out of him. I thought that, that there was too much turnover. Too much flair that veteran coaches would go out there and just beat his brains out until he could get his feet on the ground. And <laughs> it, I mean, that was that's the most stunning outcome that I can remember in years. I'll tell you something else. You know, you, you speak about him. Look at their roster. Basically, that's Jackson State's team that went out there and did that to TCU over the weekend. That's essentially what they're doing. They, he basically took his team with him, Bino. It's crazy. I mean, nobody that saw that coming. Played, yeah. 119 plays or whatever he played. Hunter, sides unbelievable. Ball. Unbelievable. Course, I mean, he was the best player in America that generally doesn't go to Jackson State. That's and, right. But uh, And his his son, uh, I, I don't know what you can I, – I don't know what other superlatives you can use for – his performance at quarterback, throwing for over 500 yards, breaking Colorado's all-time record in his first game out there. It's uh, that, that was just a stunning result. Mr. C of Winners and Losers, presented by Miller Lite, will be uh, on with you Thursday night. But Mr. C was telling me the other day that, and he showed me the ticket. 
his top bet of the year was over three and a half wins for them. He grabbed it when it first came out, put a bunch of money on it. That's like a pretty good bet. Now, you never know, because the thing we wrote today, and this is the belief about them, their first 22 are pretty good, probably a fringe top 25 team, their first 22 players. But they're going to have injuries, and it's going to get slowed down. Now, Nashville Lee is going to die on this hill because he's saying, Bino, that you can't believe the hype about them, that this is a perfect example of America, and you're a sports gambler, this is a perfect example, Bino, of America overreacting to a team. That is, And that's going to lead people into a sucker bet this week with Nebraska. I look at Nebraska, I don't see how Nebraska can score with them. What say you? We're going to debate this this week because uh, they're one of the great stories in college football. They're one of the great stories we've ever seen in college football. Like Bino said, the guy went there to his first press conference and said, every player's cut. Every player's cut. And we all went, what is wrong with this madman? Uh, I, I, from a gambling standpoint, I'm a spot guy, Tony. Yep. And I, I, I do think that the line will be skewed from what it should be based on their win and Nebraska's loss. And if you made me, made me, Made you. money on that game on Saturday. Yep. I would bet Nebraska. So you're right there with um, you're right there with Lee, who said I'm not going to let the emotion get the best of me. Because me and C were talking about Lee last night. We're like, man, Lee needs to. Come. I, I I ripped Lee today at the bottom of the blog and said he needs to come off of that. In my if you want to look at it in the passage uh, regarding the um, the whole deal with. Um, the transfer portal. Nebraska's now plus three. What was that game, Bino? The futures on that. Do you know? Nebraska- well, Tony, I, I've heard two different things. Okay. I've heard there was a line out there, uh, and Lee or C can help us with this. I heard there was a line out there that Nebraska was a six-point favorite. Okay. But I don't know if that's one of those that you could not bet on or – you could only bet limited amounts on. The line that first came out from Circa that I know they would allow you to bet on right. was Colorado 5. Plus 5? Minus 5. Wow. And it was bet down because of gamblers that believe like Lee, it was automatically bet down from that 5 to 2. So the pros early on are on Nebraska. So we'll go to the uh, – that's something I'm going to circle, plus the impact of the portal, plus the recalibration of Vegas on the fly. That's something that when we got Bob Kowalski on the mar from Zen Sports, because I'm looking at Zen right now, their uh, live line in that game is uh, Colorado plus three. But when we have Kowalski on the mar, one of the things I'm going to talk to him about is the insanity of college football. Because well, there's no way anybody saw – there's no way any of any of that – anybody saw any of that coming. But we'll go to the phones. Go ahead, Bri. Yeah, you've got a veteran coach in Matt Rule yep. going up against Dion, who we'll see how the coach – we'll see how much coaching matters eventually. Hey, Brian, Sanders, 
and those receivers, this Shador Sanders guy looked like um, Saturday, let's say, he looked like a college version of Pat Mahomes out there. Do you get that, Bino? He was throwing the ball from every arm angle. He was throwing balls across his body. He was moving left to right and throwing balls. He was moving right to left and throwing balls. He was going vertical, backward. I mean, he was doing everything. And then the other guy, this Hunter guy, if they go out and beat Nebraska and he plays 75 plays and he has a similar type game, he's going to be a modern-day Gordy Lockbaum. Look him up, kids. Yeah. Gordy Lockbaum. Yeah. It was amazing result. Just amazing result. Back to the phones we go. And the Morris kid from TCU was their starting quarterback last year, so it didn't like last year's TCU run was so weird because they did that with a backup quarterback, which a lot of people don't realize. The portal has made college football better. Yes or no, Bino? I say it has. Uh, I, I, I think it has, Tony. Uh, to this point, just snapshot in time. Uh, I, I think it has, and I don't think that it's loaded up the very best teams the way everyone thought it was Agreed. I, I, think it's, I think it's worked in the other direction. Agreed, because look at Florida State. Look at Colorado. Two great examples. Two great examples. But look at Florida State. Florida State's not a great – Florida State's been, like us, they've been meandering around in the wilderness. They went out in the portal, and they dominated the portal. That Coleman kid last night ripped LSU apart. And his quarterback wasn't very – I mean, they can sit there and blow the, blow this guy up all they want, this Travis guy. He did enough to get them beat in the first two and a half quarters of that game. I'm not a revisionist. I watched what I saw. I mean, it was billed as a huge quarterback matchup. I didn't think either one of them were any good last No, night. and I told you guys all offseason, this Daniels guy from LSU is totally overrated. There are officially, as far as I can see, the kid at Georgia is a question mark after week one. Milrow, who knows? Uh, the guy at Kentucky's okay. Who knows how healthy he's going to stay all year. The guy at Florida can't play. The guy here is okay. The guy, uh, Daniels, is, I think, overrated. And I look at this league, and I ask you, Bino, we're in a transfer area here. where This is the money league. Have you ever seen quarterback play like this in the SEC, top to bottom? Uh, after week one, just just looking at it, no, Tony. It's really I, weird. I, I'll, I'll go back to something that I told you. Yep. And give you an opportunity. Hit it. I, you and I. I think that you kind of were stunned that I said it. I said at the time that I thought Tennessee was in pretty good shape to have a guy like Joe Milton following up Hendon Hooker with his experience in this league at this time. I think that's accurate. After what I saw Saturday, I th- I find that accurate. I find that to be an accurate statement. Put it this way, Georgia would like to have him. Georgia might have some issues. Ge- Georgia might have that Vandergriff guy under center if that keeps up. 
Well, and also Georgia's questioning their offensive coordinator, which I love because he's an absolute. They're bo- already on his. They're already on his rear end. Yeah, he's a bobo. Let's go to the phones. Hey boys, it didn't take long for the fire bobo stuff to come out. It's I love crazy. it, man. I know. Um, you you were right, Tony. Uh, the Daniels kid is just just so inconsistent. He's a he's a wow play, what the heck play guy. He, you know you'll you'll get great stuff from him, and you'll just get really really bad stuff from him too. You you were you were spot on with him. You know those guys and Travis is the same way. Those guys will get you beaten games of consequence. Now, that, we'll, that throw Travis made, that throw Travis made yeah. to the flat late that was picked, and then the one he threw from the goal line where he was in air, both feet off the What ground. are you doing, man? Just take the sacks, man. Yeah, what are we doing? It's, what are we doing? Um, yeah. And, and look, LSU is unbelievably fast. How about this Jared Verse kid that Tennessee almost got, that rush end? Is he any good? Oh, my so, gosh. If Verse, if Verse was on our campus last year, we may have won the whole during. I think you're time. right. I think we might have won the whole thing. He would have got to the. You think he was hard to handle at Albany? Yeah, yeah Bino. Him at Albany. I forgot all about that. That kid came from Albany. My gosh. Yeah. You know, God, it also God, speaks God, to the fact God, he had to go to Albany for a reason, and he probably right. has become a completely different player since he, you know, was signed by them. Players are allowed to get better. Yeah, I think yep. that's what yep. happened. And guys, and guys just don't go to camps and get seen and slip through the cracks. Things like, I mean, yep. It happens all the time. Tons of players I mean, out there. Tennessee needs to get better in this portal, guys. They just it. do, Rusty. Just, just get in the portal. Hey, I want to give a little context to the third down conversion thing because people are, are – I, I saw it all over Twitter all day yesterday. It's three game sample size versus a full season last year. It's really skewed because it's a small number, and they, they were 0 of 7 at Vanderbilt on third downs last year during the monsoon. So that number right there really screws up that. Let, let's let's wait until after we play Austin P and we go nine for nine on. Uh, no, that doesn't count. One double A stats are not counting in my – that's not going to count. Sorry. Well, we can't – we can't – Rusty, well, we can't, Rusty, we, Rusty, we, Rusty, we, Rusty, we, Rusty, we, Rusty. Vanderbilt is horrendous. They didn't even compete. Rust, Rusty, wait. Tony, they didn't even. Rusty, they we, didn't. Com- whoa, 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 whoa. They didn't compete no, no, in that no, no, game. No, 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 no. They no, no, did. No, Rusty, no, no, you no, can't no. do that. And Virginia's no, horrendous, Rusty. Third down. Come so on now. For 80 yard TD runs. You don't even. They never were in third down much at all when you're running for 80 yards. 0 for 7 was the number, okay. Brian. Numbers count in Heupel's offense. Oh, they just count. I'm sorry. Tony, all I'm saying is. If you're going to compare the percentages of Hooker's season last year and Milton's, and you're going to include Hooker's games versus one double A to get his percentage, then you have to include Austin P when Joe Hooker when Joe Hill, Joe Milton plays him. Do we agree on that? Or take or take the one double A games out of Hooker's percentage last year? How many one double A games did we have last year? At least one. I'm not even sure how much he played in the game, but I'll I'll I'll, uh, I'll take that under advisement. We'll readjust those numbers. I mean, it, the ball, the ball state game uh, last year. That's not a one double A game, but that was our worst game third down conversion last year. Dude, we were not good against Virginia, and they can't play Rusty. And that was on a oh, good no. field, Rusty. Come on now. Oh, and yeah. that was his third. Come on, Rusty. You got to oh, be no. honest here, man. What are you doing? What are you flag waving? You got to be honest here. Twenty two percent's not going to get it done, Rusty. I think we were 38 against Virginia, though. 
right, this past game. We were 38%. The 0 for 7 against Vanderbilt is why it gets dragged down to 21 because that is a big number in a small, with a small sample size of three ball games. Do you see what I'm saying? It, it, there, there's math involved. We've got to get better on third down. Of course we do. And you, yes. can't take, you, can't take four down, you can't take four series off like that in, in the middle of a quarter. Yeah. It's not going to work and with Hypo's offense. And, and Jabari Small can't catch a ball a half yard short of the sticks and then try to juke somebody and, and lose another yard instead of just falling back for the first down like he did. And then on the next play, falling down on the fourth and one we went for. Can't have that, that type of stuff. My can't favorite thing about the game, Saturday is how Heupel and his staff used that as an absolute practice, Bino. It was. And never even pretended like it was anything else. I love that. I am so in favor. Bino, jump in here on this third down conversation. You want to say something? Go ahead. Uh, well, I, I, I think we obviously have to be better than 22%, but I think it's a reach to look for that number Based on three games, you know, now we're playing that's, Vanderbilt and that's Virginia. That's looking for something no. to criticize no. about. No, not when you're playing Vanderbilt, Virginia. It's not looking for something. Only to criticize. three games, Tony. I don't care who the three games are. You're, and they were twenty-seven percent. Sco- Go ahead. They were twenty-seven percent against Vandy, which isn't good enough. I mean, against Virginia, which isn't good enough. Not you need to be better than that. Twenty-seven, uh, Rusty. But three games is. I mean, that's looking for something. Thirty-eight's your number you want. Twenty-seven's the number you don't want. Right. Yes. Hundred percent agree. They're still uh, scoring was, forty points a game, even though they're bad on third down. Brian, look at the competition. You got Clemson in there. Brian, if you go do that against yeah. good SEC teams, you won't live to tell about it. It's just the, it's reality. If that number stands or stays around, you do the 25% thing against good teams in this league, you won't live to tell about it. You just won't. Rusty can him in all he wants. It's the truth. No, you, no you're, right, you're right about that. You're right about that. I'll, I'll ask you one more question. How many times will we even have a third down this Saturday? What's the over-under? You think we'll have five third downs against Austin? Boy, that's a really, really, really great question. I don't understand why we're playing these games in the modern era when there's when there's big money out there. I also don't understand what the networks are doing, which is another conversation altogether with televised football. From my naked eye, they've jammed nine-minute spot breaks into these uh, games. Have you guys noticed this, or am I the only one? It is unbelievable what they've done. They've they've done the opposite of baseball. They've sped their game up with the concept of if baseball would have done this, they would have doubled the amount of inventory in between every half inning and thus made their game still three hours and 20 minutes long, but the product two hours and and, uh, 35 minutes long. That's what college football has done to all of us. It's disgraceful. It's a disgrace what they've done to their game. No offense, Tony. What are they going to do? What are they going to do, Tony? Are they are they going to take this back next year? Because there's coaches. Every every coach is talking about it now, and it's going to get more and more as the season goes hey, on. Hey, Rusty, how many of these coaches are going to take less money? How about that for a question? That, that's all. I, I would love to ask Brian Kelly, who's criticizing it. 
Hey, Bino, is Brian Kelly going to take less money when they paid him a million Chip, more than Chip they Kelly owed him? Chip Kelly criticized it. Chip Kelly, is he going to take a million dollars less next year? Are they all going to put their skin in the game here? Yes, Tony, they're known for that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Rusty, you're my man. We're going to find out a lot here in a couple of weeks, buddy. It's going to be very interesting, brother. It is going to be very interesting. Rusty hung up on me, Bri. Let's go back to our phones, get our next call in on this Labor Day. Hello and welcome in. He's following Joshy Boy. Yep. Why are you huh? His partner on uh, Twitter Spaces. Hello and welcome in. Philly, Welk, I appreciate you calling, brother, on this Labor Day. That's kind of hard to follow, it, that last call. Always. Guys, uh... There was a few things in the ball game that I think we got we need to work on. One is our punter. What do you guys think, Bino? I think special teams will, and I underline will get better. Eckler will get this thing fixed. What do you think of the punter, uh, Bino? Yeah, Phil, I, I wasn't I wasn't very happy with our punting all last year, uh, and that. I will say, I will say that, uh, his last three punts were good and one should have been downed on the one yard line. So I'm hopeful that those first two were kind of jitters, um, and that he, he's recovered. Uh, but that is something where special teams, we can't have the amount of mistakes that we all had on special teams going forward. Yeah. And the other one is the you know, uh, wide receivers. What about the wide receivers, Phil? Well, I mean, they drop balls. Uh, you can see we don't have a Hyatt and a Tillman this year. Uh, are we going to replace them? Well, we're going to find out. I-, I was surprised with the number of targets that certain guys got and the number of targets that certain guys didn't get. But it looks like Keaton's a frontline guy here. And they're either going to sink or swim with him, or find some other uh, find some other options. But the drop he had, you know, Milton. I give him credit for this. The overthrowing guys is done, and if anything, he threw a couple balls where receivers got to come back and make plays on the balls, which is a nice adjustment in his game, a uh, year over year or year over the last time we saw him, I should say. Now, I was pleasantly surprised with the uh, running back. The running backs, uh, Jalen Wright looks like an all-league top running back. I thought all three of those guys looked excellent. Uh, but, yeah, Wright was very good Saturday. I thought all three were good. Uh, the problem Tennessee has with their backs, though, is, and we were talking about this uh, on Garza Law, a fifth-quarter fan reaction, is that there's they keep leaving meat on the bone, Bean Star instead of finishing runs in the open field. We've got too many guys that fall down in the open field. That's all three of those dudes. Well, especially small. Yeah. I wonder if it's turf. I wonder if it's the turf that they're running on. It seems to be a theme, though. You know, am I being hypercritical of those guys? It looks like they, they're leaving meat on the bone. Uh, I saw a couple of times, Tony, where I thought that uh, we had running backs that, uh, that went down – on, in one-on-one situations that where they shouldn't have, um, I, I'm really impressed with the with the uh, improvement, Jalen Wright, uh, and I'm also uh, I'm also impressed with what Dylan Sampson can bring to the table, uh, both running the football and catching it. I'm 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 like Phil. 
this running back core is far better than its paces, I think. And you know what, Phil? Tennessee really didn't get a chance to showcase Selden. There's a lot that they sort of left. Yeah. And they just basically, again, they used Virginia as a practice. I believe that the fourth down, people are critical of that fourth down call. I believe that was Heupel saying, okay, I want to see if the interior of this offensive line can block, even block these guys. Can we get a yard here? Because I don't think they would do that in a game of consequence. But they uh, knew maybe. we can put the ball here at the 36-yard yeah. line. Uh, these guys are not going to score on us. They knew that. I do agree with you all about the team spade on defense is uh... – we're back to normal defense now, teaming-wise, Yeah, it's fun to see. It's fun to see those linebackers that can run a little bit. And the Pierce kid you know, flashes as well. Yeah. You know, I, I like LSU as my second favorite LSU, uh, SEC team. Yep. But uh, uh, Brian Kelly, I, I can't stand that guy. I'm glad uh, I mean, I'm glad they got him out. They quit last night. That's kind of disturbing uh, LSU. They quit against us last year, and they quit last night. I think that's right, Abino. I think no, I, I, they checked out. I agree. I mean, they they just basically took a mile. Yep. In the fourth quarter, they said that's we're done. I couldn't believe it. It was like seven points one minute, and then it was a runaway, Phil. Yeah. Well, we. Uh, we need to get in that portal a little bit like Florida State and enhance our team for it because we're losing 30 seniors. Uh, uh, so, you know, we got to get our debt ring, uh, put it in the right position. And all. Well, that's what and, – and I was ple- – and, Phil, thank you. I was pleased to see them rotating a ton of offensive linemen because I know that's an issue, and they got to develop those guys. So get them in games early. You get know, them in uh, games early. What concerns – I think the one thing that I want to look for is I hope that they have a chance to kick some field goals on Saturday. I'd hate for that kid to have his first real attempt in the swamp. I wonder if they'll do that. I wonder if they'll purposely be on third and short. Um, Skew, like going for fourth downs. I wonder if they'll purposely get in a fourth down situation to give that kid a kick. It's a a good thought, Brian. Yeah, it is. It's it's a great thought. I don't, I, I don't know if Austin Peay can put up enough resistance for us to kick any field goals, but we'll see. Obviously, he's – well, if you give the ball to a couple of our – I'm really something today. We're going to come back on the other side. I'll tell you this. Um, our team speed on defense is fantastic, and this program is in such great hands. We're going to hear from Josh Heupel here in about a half hour. All calls, all phone lines are jammed. This is going to be a really fun team to watch these guys develop, and we're going to do it every step of the way with you. I want to remind you over at tclub.team, our blog is up today. Throaty's got some thoughts. I've got some thoughts. Uh, the transfer portal is um, something that we're all going to have to get used to. It's revolutionizing the deal. And, and I would think that when you saw Nico, I'm never going to leave you out there on the field. And you put his film in front of some offensive linemen and some skill people. I would imagine the next couple of years, Tennessee can get as active as they want to get in that transfer portal. Because that guy is the real deal Evander Holly feel. This is Terry Wilcox, a.k.a. The Chicken Man, a.k.a. T-Willie. And you're listening to 101.7 FM WKOM, Columbia, Tennessee.
Alert, alert! Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram has a huge announcement. We're expanding our service center to get you in and out quicker than ever. That's right, five new service bays to get your vehicle back on the road. Don't drive a Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, or Ram. It doesn't matter. Our certified technicians are trained to work on all makes or models. More service, less time. Only at Columbia Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, Ram. Family owned and operated. You can count on us. Hello, it's me, Terry Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. July reminds me of red, white, and blue. If you were born in July, your birthstone is the ruby. King of the Precious Stones, for its rarity, hardness, second only to diamonds. We have a beautiful collection from earrings to rings, modern and antique. If you were born in July, we'll take 10% off your purchase. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram. This is Dr. Dominic Mancini from the Dr. Gill Center. If your car was damaged in an auto accident, chances are you'd fix the car. Why wouldn't you give that same attention to yourself? Untreated whiplash injuries of the spinal column may lead to conditions such as headaches, numbness in the arms, neck and back pain. The doctors at the Dr. Gill Center specialize in detecting and treating such injuries from an auto accident. Accident consultations are free. Call me painfree.com or call 615-551-9224. In today's uncertain world, you can never be too careful about your family's financial future. That's why the Parker Group, a part of Baird's Private Wealth Management, is offering a free second opinion on your financial plans. Let us review your current plan, and we will identify any gaps and offer suggestions to improve it. Please call the Parker Group at 931-548-3737. That's 931-548-3737. Robert W. Baird and Company Incorporated does not offer tax or legal advice. Hi, Jimmy here for Columbia Ace Hardware. Columbia Ace Hardware now carries Magnolia Home by Joanna Gaines Paint. Now their premium quality and huge selection of colors will be right in your neighborhood. Along with the award-winning service and advice, Columbia Ace has always provided for your paint projects. Around the block, what you need in stock, with people who know their paint. Columbia Ace, the helpful place. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. Do you have trees that need trimming or removed? Do you have stumps that you want ground? A1 Tree Removal is a family-owned and operated business local to Columbia and Lewisburg and servicing surrounding Middle Tennessee. They are licensed and insured and provide free estimates. No job is too big. No tree is too small. Give old Luke a call or text Luke at 931-359-3113. Or you can check them out on Facebook and tell A1 Tree Removal that you heard this ad on the radio. If you love America, you will love A1 Tree Removal. 
Auto Mobile Keys is a local, family-owned and operated car key programming business. Whether you need a smart key, switchblade key, key fob, transponder key, or just a basic car key replacement, we're your best choice for affordable, programmable replacement keys in minutes. Give us a call at 615-878-9087 or visit our website at automobilekeys.com. You can email us at cody at automobilekeys.com. Auto Mobile Keys is a proud sponsor of Whitthorn Middle School football. Come by our van out front after the game and say hello. Go to Tigers. You'll have to see it to believe it. Whoever said that must have been talking about Talladega. It's a place where chaos mixes with speed, and a playoffs weekend becomes a lifetime of memories. It's a tradition like no other, at a track like no other, and after it's all over, you still won't believe it ever happened. NASCAR Playoffs Weekend at Talladega, September 30th through October 1st. Get your tickets now at talladegasuperspeedway.com. Welcome back, everybody. Let's find out everything that's happening in Foodland this week. Well, this week we got a big ad because of Labor Day. Uh, some of the things we have on it is whole boneless ribeye, $5.99 a pound. Previously frozen pork spare ribs, $1.29 a pound. Seedless watermelon, $4.99 each. 24-pack Niagara water, 3 for 10. Milo's Gallon Tea, 3 for 10. And Coca-Cola, 12-packs, 2 for 10. Wow, a lot, a lot of great deals, as always. And uh, again, you are open from 7 a.m. till 9 p.m., seven days a week. So if you want uh, want some good deals and some great people uh, and a great place to shop, go check out Foodland. Miles, thank you very much, as always. And uh, we'll talk to you next week. You have a great weekend. All righty, thank you. Thank you, Miles. All right, that was Miles Johnson from Foodland. Thank him very much, as always for giving us those uh, great deals and for sharing them with us. So go check them out. They're really good people. And I promise you, uh, you will not be disappointed. This is Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee. You know, Brian just had a really good point off the air here. And our friends over that are listening to us, over on uh, X Spaces, at Tony Basilio, if you want to hear the conversation there. Brian, share it, and then we'll go back to the phones, or TLD Logistics uh, phone lines today. How how bad is that Florida State team going to beat Florida later this year? What must Florida fans be thinking right now? Think Think about that. You got Florida State. You got Josh Heupel, who was 90 minutes from their campus, Bino. 90 minutes. That's got to make those people just sick. It hurts my heart for them. I'll tell you another thing that hurts my heart is thinking about what Florida State's going to do to Clemson. And I don't mean this to you Clemson fans. And Florida. I don't mean this to you, you Clemson fans, but when we got a look-see inside the cult last year, I hope you all get absolutely hammered. I hope Duke beats you tonight. I've never cheered for Duke in my life. Let's go to the phones. Ever cheered for Duke football? Well, I, I didn't even know they played. Do they have a? When did the? How long they've been playing? Since Cutcliffe got there. Oh yeah. I, I, I do remember that Saturday night in Nealon Stadium when they beat us. I felt like I was yeah. in the frickin' Twilight Zone. 
I couldn't. Bl- I still can't believe that, Bean Star. Back to the phones we go. Spurrier was coaching at that point. There. Hello and welcome into our next call. Hey, Tony Martinball. Hey, Martin. Welcome in, brother. You know, one thing from the college football weekend, I'll step back to the Tennessee game real quick that stood out was Ohio State doesn't have quarterback, and I think the Big Ten's going to be Michigan on a way down. Oh, I don't know about that. That Penn State team's pretty good. Ah, there you go. That's a good point. He's recruited really well, and that Aller guy can play a little bit, and that's a piece they've been missing. Yeah, it's true. I agree with you, but I think Ohio State's in, in trouble. I will just say that. I, I, I watched them. They don't have a quarterback. They got three guys. That, they, they rolled out a number thirty-three at the end of the game. He's he's reaching, just my opinion. But uh, it's going to be such a great week, guys. Texas, Alabama is this weekend. Colorado, Nebraska is going to be so intriguing. I realize our games roll over. College football is going to be really interesting this season. I, I'm here for this. That Ohio State thing, you are so right, man. If you don't have a quarterback, you're sort of back in the pack. You really are. You know, the uh, the best hire Deion Sanders made was that Sean Lewis guy, is that his name, from Kent State? I mean, you yep. want to talk about dialing it up. That guy, I think, I mean, I think Deion's done an incredible job getting that thing together. Yep. But I think that guy is sneaky dynamite. I mean, you know, I mean, Kent State came back a year after that guy six points against Central Florida. You know, so it shows what that guy had going on. Uh, you know, the couple things, um, I, I think, you know, we talk about the transfer portal. I think we'll know in a couple weeks what Tennessee's been doing in the transfer portal because they've got guys, you know, that are out there starting and playing. You know, Brim McCoy, obviously Joe Milton, John Campbell out there. Uh, uh, you got the left tackle, you got the kicker, Campbell. Uh, you, know, you got some guys from the portal. That are that are playing pretty heavy for Tennessee, and we're we're going to know Appealy up the middle. You know, you hope a great example. Good. I think you're yep. going to know. Um, I will tell you that Jared Burst guy is an absolute freak show. And I'm going to say this: um, thanks to the great Matt, great Matt J. Dixon for the assist last night. Listen to the LSU post game show. Uh, those people are not thrilled, and uh, just because you. You kind of, you know, snuck around to one in the West last year. Uh, they've got different expectations <laughs> down there. And this Brian Kelly thing could get, uh, could get a little bit interesting, especially if he goes and, uh, Lane Kiffin does, uh, the job on him in, in Oxford in a couple weeks. So, I don't know. Could get I, I said when they hired him that he will not be a good fit long term down there because of his personality. And here's what he's not going to take. He's not going to take criticism well. He's just not. He's just not. Yeah. He's a guy yeah. that's going to push back on them, and they're not going to like it when he pushes back. Now, if they lose a couple games this year, they're going to be on him like white on rice. Bino, he's a red hiney guy. He's not going to take it. He's just not. Uh, no, you you could see that getting dicey down there, Tony. And I know you you can't take it away, but uh, but. You know, they beat Alabama last year and made their whole season. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, yep. I mean, without that, you got to lost Florida State. you got to lost us. That that two-point conversion that they made against Alabama completely changed the view of LSU football for their fans down there. And it really and it, skewed the view, Bino, nationally of their program this year. They were overrated coming into the season. Yes. 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 
Yeah, I think the only other thing I'll take away from the, you know, I, I, it's tough to take a lot away from that Tennessee-Virginia game. You know, I know it was okay. I think, yep. you know, uh, the, the one thing, and, I, and I'm, I'm hoping, I don't think we'll, I'm hoping we don't have to see it uh, in a couple weeks. Still don't know a lot about our secondary, man. That quarterback for Virginia, you said it, he's got a water pistol. The other kid came in, he looked like he was 12 years old, you know, running around. I mean, there's just, I don't know, I mean, that number eight, Virginia was getting up a little bit, that field kid. I have no idea no. about what's going on in the back end. I no. do like our front seven, but uh, I'm, I'm still kind of like, i gotta, I got to see it. <laughs> and when are you going to find out about, here's the thing about Tennessee secondary. You may not find that out till what, Texas A&M? Uh, Spencer Rattler. Uh, what, don't we play South Carolina? I mean, that, that Boy, South South Carolina's loss is out of that portal, though. Whew, that that was not pretty against North Carolina. Watching a bunch of that game, and then for Frank Jr., Matt's boy, that's Matt's boy now, to come out and go after the lines crew after that game. What a weird little guy he hey, is, me now. Hey Tony, did you see yeah. the picture of Mac Brown like having his hand around Shane Beamer's neck? I don't know if that was an accident, but like post game, it looked like Shane was getting away, and Mac Brown put one right on the. On the chugger, man. I guess when you're yeah, an OG, absolutely. you can do things like that. Yeah, absolutely. One of these days, one of these days, Bino on a Friday, <laughs> next to me over a cow. <laughs> hey, th- thank you, Bino. You Thanks. wouldn't, Bino. You wouldn't do that to me, would you? Absolutely not, Tony. No way in the world. Where'd you watch a game, <laughs> Bino? I know you had a. Uh, I know you had a deal. Where did you watch a game? Tony, I'm going to reveal this. Yeah. Um, I I was ashamed. To, I've known this for months, and I was ashamed to tell it. I, I'm in a 14-team fantasy football league. It's the only league that I pay any significant entry fee to be in. And I won enough in it last year that I'd already paid my entry fee. They couldn't find a single day to hold the draft, partly my fault because I always play softball the weekend before Labor Day weekend. So the only day they could find to get everyone together was the <laughs> Saturday at noon. Now, I've known this for months. I was ashamed to tell anyone. You did a fantasy draft during the Tennessee football game? In a fantasy football draft. But the Lord takes care of those who can't take care of themselves, Tony, because I could not get the game on my television at home, but they had it where we went to do the draft. That might be the most fantastic thing I've ever heard. Let's go back to our phones and get our next call in. Hello and welcome. Uh, what's up, Tony? Yo, Lee, what's up, my man? How you doing? Hey, doing Lee. Good. Doing good, man. Um... Yeah, this transfer portal is, this is like changing everything. Yep. This is, the two teams that brought in more players out of the transfer portal than any other teams in the country were Colorado and Texas State. Um, both of those teams won on the road at Big 12 teams as 20-plus digit underdogs. Like you can you can go in the portal, completely flip your your roster, bring in 
either a coach or an offensive coordinator that runs modern football, and you can flip your entire program. So what did Texas State do? Walk us through that. How many players did they add? They added about 55, 50, 55 players. Um, They hired G.J. Kinney as their coach, who came from Incarnate Word. I don't know if you remember them from last year. but I love Incarnate Word. They were such a great watch the last couple years in 1AA. Yes, sir. Yep. And they went to Baylor and just shredded them in half, man. They just they tore them up. So it's a new time and it's a new era. I mean, that's, that's kind of how it is. <laughs> it's, it's, it's wild. Um, you know, the, the, the Colorado thing, like, I feel like just because I'm not, I'm not on the bandwagon that Colorado's going to win nine or ten games, that people think I'm, like, against them. Like, uh, listen, coming to the season, I, I have Colorado adjusted hot. I adjusted them more than any other team in the country in my power rating. Like, I don't know how much more respect I can give a team. But when it comes to actually winning games, like it's on a week-to-week basis, they it didn't come. It's obviously last week was the first week, so depth was not an issue. This is not going to be an issue against Nebraska either. But when it comes down to week four, five, six, seven, and they're missing two offensive linemen and two guys out of their secondary and a linebacker, it it's going to be a really big deal. Um, I give Sean Lewis all the credit in the world for the offense that he put on the field. And I give Shador Sanders a ton of credit for playing with an extremely high IQ in that game. Taking, he took everything that was given to him um, and kept his team from getting behind the sticks. And, and when they did, he made big plays on third down to guys like Dylan Edwards and Hunter, who are dudes. Like, those dudes are as good as anybody in the country. Um, How about the Hunter guy playing both ways and playing like 110 plays in a modern era? You never see that. In a hundred degree heat. Yeah, <laughs> I mean that's that's the craziest thing about it. And and Bino TCU is so good offensively that they had to run out of steam at midfield in order to lose. But they couldn't stop that team. They could not stop that poor that Colorado team. They just couldn't stop them. Nope. That TCU's defense is super slow. They they were so much slower. Like. Their, their cornerbacks just were doing so like, great. Like, it, looked like were, it looked like they were like running a fire drill out there. It was, but I'm I, I'm not against Colorado. Like I'm, but I do. It's it is an overreaction thing when people are going from one game to oh this they're going to win nine or ten games and the Heisman odds for Sanders and Hunter drop from 151 to 30 to one. Like I mean, I, I don't know. The, the Nebraska game did. There was a look ahead line for for Nebraska. It was minus eight and a half uh, versus Colorado. Minus eight and a half on. Um, Nebraska was laying minus eight and a half. That, that was the look ahead line over the summer. So they weren't catching Nebraska. points. They were not catching no. points. No, they were favored eight and a half. So how about that, Bino? He had it eight and a half. Yeah, that's that's what I was telling you, Tony. The first one I heard was like six, six and a half. Heard it from a buddy of mine. That was the look ahead line. And I think, Lee, that the first line that Circa opened for this weekend that you could bet after the results of Saturday was Colorado minus five. Is that correct? Yeah, that, that's correct. Circa hung minus five at open, and it lasted about and five down, It got bet down to two, correct? Yeah, yeah. Minus five lasted about 30 seconds, and a lot of sharp betters were, took, took Nebraska plus the points. Like, yeah, about look-ahead line. 
is that a limited betting line? Can you bet on that at all, or is it what? What is that? There's there's limits on them. There, there's definitely okay. limits on them over the summer. Yeah, okay. novelties to, but yeah, you can't get a whole lot down on them. So, you know, it like me, like I, I'll be honest. I think the best play is no play on that game. Like I don't want to touch it. Um, I, I think Colorado can definitely win that game. Cause I, don't, I don't think Nebraska is very good. Um, but I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lay points with Colorado. And I could have gotten them, you know, at a plus, you know, as an underdog. But it's just. You know, I mean, I like Dion. I think he's good for the game. Uh, I think he's got some low emotional IQ moments in press conferences and stuff. Interesting. Like you don't say. But, but at the same time, I mean, I mean, I love his enthusiasm, the way he gets his team fired up. Like, I mean, I don't have anything against him. I mean, and I'm, I'm totally willing to come off my position on him if they keep doing this. But come off your position, Lee. Come off your I mean, position, so Lee. You're embarrassing like, yourself, Lee. Come off your position. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I'm going to give you a Thursday night to come off your position on uh, on uh, Winners and Losers, presented by our friends at uh, Miller Lite. Bino, Lee, what did you think of having Bino part of the cast and crew? I, I, if he's not on it all year. Yep. Then, then Bino, I've been told that. Orange Throat told me that I need to double your pay and get you in there. Bino. I'll have my people call your people, Tony. Bino, we love you so much. You have, you have fun. You love the gambling. Come on, man. We've got to pull Bino. I don't know anything about it, Tony. Bino, I've these stooges don't know anything about it. This guy won't come off his Colorado uh, stance. It's not stopping them. <laughs> I, I'm just not coming off Colorado to the point where I'm saying they're going to win nine or ten. No. Like I, I, feel, I, I think they're, they're, their ceiling is in a bowl game. Which would be great. If they got to a bowl game, that's coach of all time. If you could flip your whole roster in a major conference and go to and get to a bowl game, you got my vote. I mean, that would be true. That would be way more than I expected from them, but I think it's possible now. So, I mean, I'm, I'm flexible when it comes to changing my opinion on teams, and I think they're better than what I thought for sure. I'm just not jumping aboard that, yeah, they're going to win 10 games. Well, you need so, to – yeah, Florida, go ahead. But, hey – Florida State, that team is freaking legit. Like, I tried to tell people, those non-receivers, they pull. Getting Keon Coleman, like, I, Mel Tucker's getting paid $95 million to let Keon Coleman walk off of his team after spring practice. You called that. You literally Friday said, I'll tell you this right now, people are sleeping on Florida State, and they won't become Monday morning. And uh, so it's, eight. Hey, what they say about the uh, blind squirrel and the acron. Uh, hey, I will talk to you. Love you, brother. Thanks. We're way over time. Bina, what do you think of my cheap shot on Lee? Do you like, are you for that or against it? This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern middle Tennessee. WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. And I'm Michael Parks Lawrence at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Together, we're Mr. Bobby Parks' grandsons, and we run his dealership, and we are glad to be part of our local community. Being family-owned and operated, we invest heavily in our community. We do things like sports teams, schools, bands, you name it. We try to help everybody we can. The reason why we do this is because we all love this community. So come do business with us, your neighbors, at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, right off Nashville Highway, or at ParksMotorSales.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. 
well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the drywall that somehow isn't. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, this is Steve, the Garbage Man. Y'all have heard me talk in the past about Packer, our mascot dog. Well, I have some sad news about Packer. She recently crossed over the Rainbow Bridge to join our other beloved pets of the past. Packer lived out her final days on our farm in Water Valley. She had a great 14 years of life after being rescued by Don from being thrown away as a pup in someone's garbage. Rest in peace, Packer. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hello, my name is Connor Mims. My wife Bradley and I live in Columbia, Tennessee in Riverside. I am a deck and porch builder and my wife is a second grade teacher at Riverside Elementary. My specialty is designing and building elegant and comfortable porches and decks. Let me work with you to design and build the porch or deck of your dreams. Give us a call today from our website, MimsModernLandscape.com. That's MimsModernLandscape.com and check out what we have to offer. Thanks. This is Jack Cobb with Murray County Public Schools and the Big Yellow School Bus. You're listening to Front Porch Radio on 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. We'll be back with you. It's absolutely outstanding. We're waiting for Josh Heupel to meet the depressed. Um, pretty boring time at Tennessee in terms of not a lot of uh, moving parts. Uh, perfect opener absolutely went perfectly for Tennessee. I don't know that it could have gone better. Um, because, you, you know, you're left with some things to work on, which isn't a bad thing. And you also have uh, the, the the concept that, you know, you get better from week one to week two, which means that by the time you get down to Florida, you should have ironed out some things. Just a perfect schedule. 
Tennessee, I tell you what, I'd rather be Tennessee today than LSU being star, wouldn't you? Amen. And Brian, Amen. Brian and made a great point. Hallelujah. Yeah, Brian made it. Hey, our next four opponents are 0-1. Brian made a great point. You're going to come out of September. You will come out of September with a winning record. I mean, not a winning record. You should get out of this thing undefeated now. You know what else Josh Happel's done, Tony, in a short period here? He's revived Labor Day for us. Remember, we never got a phone call on Labor Day. Amen to that. Like, over the weekend, our call-in show was not populated with phone calls. I know it wouldn't be. When you play a noon Saturday game, and you're off the air at 3.30 on one of the most gorgeous days ever. I knew not to take that thing personally. I knew not to take that thing. Per- or as any kind of uh, um, smack at what we're doing. Because I can promise you this. After that Florida game, we'll be on for seven hours. And we'll be cooking with grease. Right, count your blessings, Tony. Amen. Three hours and 15 minutes, we got on, we got off, we did our thing. It was beautiful. It was outstanding. But it is it is really hard to conceive of an opener that could have been a better deal uh, for uh, for Tennessee. So, are you, are you hearing what you're saying, Tommy, that three hours and 15 minutes? No commercial breaks. Breeze. Is a breeze. Is a breeze. Yep. Unbelievable. <laughs> How that show has exploded. Well, I went Saturday night because we I had some extra time, you know. I always say we will go to the last call. And I said, last call, last call. And, and there just wasn't – the thing about Saturday's game is it went so well that there's just not a ton to talk about once you talk about it. You know, you don't have a quarterback competition. You don't have heat with somebody. You're not mad at anything. Um, You know, you can, if you want to, and you're me, you can kind of beat on Joe Milton and get phone calls, but I'm not going to do that. I think he's got a chance to get better and be better. and, um, And once you say what you say, you've said it. Florida's terrible. You're right about the Florida thing, though, Bino, from the standpoint. I want to revisit this once we hear from Josh Heupel, because that's really what this is about. People say, well, you know, what are you guys going to say about Austin P this week? I'm going to say they're going to get hammered. That's what I'm going to say about them. Well, what kind of preview are you going to – I'm going to say they're going to get hammered. That's my preview. And truthfully, this is about the next 10 days, next 11 days leading to the Florida game. That's what this is about. This is about don't get anybody hurt, get that game out of reach, get the kids in the game, develop your offensive line, let them get the repetitions of feeling something good and positive, and here's Josh Heupel now without further ado. Awesome. Prayers are with him. So um, Saturday's unique opportunity uh, celebrating a 51-year anniversary of Conrad Holloway, um, you know, first black quarterback in, in this league. Um, pretty special opportunity to to honor a, a great legacy, somebody that meant so much um, through who he is, uh, his character, uh, how he uh, handled himself here and uh, post-playing career as well, and uh, the legacy that he's left behind. Um, you know, like all of the guys that uh, have statues and are honored uh, outside of our stadium, it's, uh, it's an awesome uh, way to honor their legacy. 
Uh, smoky grays will be worn uh, in a pattern that uh, was similar to the uniform that he wore while he was here. Um, you know, Smokies are something that uh, our players and recruits get uh, excited about, and, and uh, hopefully our fan base does too. So um, look forward to seeing 102,000 of our closest friends here on uh, Saturday uh, evening uh, for our, our program. It's been a long time since we've been inside that stadium with, uh, with our fans, and look forward to that. For a lot of our guys, it's the first opportunity that they're going to have Drive by Vol Navy, uh, walk in front of 40,000 fans uh, in the ball, walk before the game and, and run out to 102,000. So looking forward to that. Um, you know, this week, a uh, good opponent, opponent in, in Austin P, and, and uh, excited about us going into week two, just continuing uh, our football journey, continuing to get better here uh, as we go through the season. Um, opportunity for us as we look back on, at the tape this morning, um, you know, ways that all of us can improve in all three phases of the game. So opening it up for questions. Yeah, Coach, two things house cleaning. One, uh, from the injuries that we saw on Saturday with Omari and Squirrel, uh, I think Omari and Tyler came back, but Squirrel did not. Where are you there? Are there any other injuries that you're concerned about? And two, when you watch the tape, what, what did you think of Joe's kind of eyes decision-making? Did, did you like the way he saw the field? He felt like his eyes were good. What did you think when you watched the tape? Yeah, um, the guys that you talked about, uh, Squirrel, just the, the time in the game, that's the only reason that he wasn't back in the game. Feel like we're in a good spot there uh, with those guys. Uh, Joe, uh, I thought it during the course of the ball game uh, on the video, too. Uh, I thought his decision-making, where his eyes were at, uh, was really solid uh, throughout the course of the football game. Your quarterbacks over the years have thrown very few interceptions. Hendon didn't. Joe hasn't. It, what are the principles you and Joey teach that – that minimizes picks? Uh, it starts with, you know, very small details, but, you know, what we do all offseason. Uh, understanding our schemes, um, being uh, uh, solid in, in their decision-making based off of the defensive structure, um, the time that we spend on defensive structures, and um, then the fundamentals um, of playing the position. And uh, you put all that together, um, you should be in a good position to take care of the football. Postgame, Jalen Wright said that they feel that they're the best running back group in the entire nation. Um, how tight is this group, and is it one of the tightest that you've seen throughout your time? Yeah, very selfless group. Um, you know, they, they want to be successful individually, but uh, I don't think there's anybody more happy about the success of the guy that's on the field than the guys that are on the sideline um, during the moment of that success. And, and um, at the end of the day, that group understands that the strength of the position can't be one guy. Uh, they pull hard for each other. Um, they're great competitors on the practice field. Uh, they push each other in the meeting room. And, um, you know, I think like our, all of our position groups, um, you know, they care about the people inside of that room. Coach, how did you evaluate the offensive line? I mean, you ran for almost 300 yards with, without Cooper and, you know, moving a bunch of guys around and playing a bunch of different people. Yeah, I thought um, for the moving parts that we had, the different guys that played at center, uh, the communication, getting all five guys on the same page as far as where our targets were that can be in the run game and in the pass protections, uh, they did a really solid job. There's some things that all five and really all the guys that played, you know I mean, you're looking at eight guys that played a ton of snaps and maybe 13 that played during the course of the ball game. There's a lot of things that they got to clean up to, um, which is anticipated as you go from week one to week two. But all in all, really solid performance by those guys. <clears throat> Sure, there's 
things you want to improve, but what about the wide receivers? How do you evaluate how they played in that first game? Yeah, um, uh, subtle details and some of the structure uh, that we saw from uh, from the opponent that we can be a little bit cleaner in. All in all, uh, I thought they performed well. There's some things early in the football game that everybody saw that we weren't quite in sync, um, not far off either. Uh, anticipate us continuing to grow and, and uh, show those things up. Two things. On the two kickoffs that went out of bounds, was that something where he just hit it poorly or was that like a design like, you know, try to hit it high and pin them corner, you know, and let your coverage teams do the work? And then two, because you're so log jammed at DB with a lot of bodies, any thought about giving D. Williams some type of offensive package just because he can, you know, is pretty special with the ball in his hands? D is special with the ball in his hands, but how he's going to continue to work at the, the corner spot and, and obviously be uh, heavily active in, in our return game. thought he did a really nice job throughout the course of the day. I thought the way that he responded after something not going his way uh, showed uh, maturity and, and uh, actually pointed that out to the team <clears throat> after the ball game and uh, did that again uh, today. Uh, the kickoff out of bounds, you know, just fundamentally um, just a little bit off, and uh, that's why you end up, you know, hooking it a little bit. It's kind of like your golf shot. The defense, especially like in the secondary, seemed to have taken a nice step in that first game this season. And then can you also talk about James Pierce and just what he's been able to do in that role? Yeah. Um, again, the, the the back end played a lot of guys um, for the most part. Um, their fundamentals, their technique, their eyes uh, were in the right spot. They played with good fundamentals, which allowed them to be in a good position and uh, made some plays on the ball. Um, there's things that they, again, can continue to clean up. Uh, like I said, all offseason, too, uh, a part of being better in pass defense is what you do up front and uh, being able to apply pressure to the quarterback. <clears throat> you guys saw that on Saturday. Uh, those guys did a great job up front of uh, creating havoc in the backfield. Two things I'll ask them separately. How did Beasley and Peely grade out? Beasley and Peely? Yeah. They graded out really well. Um, Keenan got a game ball. Um, Beasley played uh, played really well. And any impact at all different than what you might have thought with the clock rules with the first down? Not, not yeah, I think down. you know the the clock. Uh, you know, you hear people kind of all over the map of how it's actually affecting the game. Um, you know, I mentioned I think a, a week ago what you know some of the analytics kind of said on the uh, you know the first few ball games. I think you find more out as you get into more conference play here of uh, of how the game's actually playing out. So uh, we'll continue to see that. Josh, your, your two new centers, Ollie, he played guard, uh, started a few games a few years ago. Kind of His growth at center, how have you kind of seen it happen over this offseason? And, and Dane Davis was has been primarily a tackle. Did he move to center like a couple weeks ago? And kind of how has he sort of handled that? Kind of big transition going from outside. Yeah, Ali, um, smart, cares about this program, cares about his teammates. He's a great teammate. And, um, you know, this offseason continued to change his body. I, I thought he had his best offseason. Uh, that's why I think he's playing his best football right now since we've been here. And um, he's smart, you know, moving from guard to center. It's different, yeah, but he's gotten consistent reps at the center position throughout uh, our tenure here. Um, he's done a really nice job, and uh, Dane <clears throat> didn't take reps there um, until uh, until Coop went down. Um, just as we looked at things, 
Um, it felt like he had an opportunity. We didn't know if he'd handle it uh, well, you know, how he would respond in there. Um, he's really smart. He can communicate at a really high level. We knew that from his time at tackle. Um, it's been really pretty seamless for him uh, in the middle of it. He's done a great job and, and uh, really natural there. Anything specific on uh, on Austin P? You can expand on. No, I'm you know uh, defensively got to handle uh, tempo. Um, you know they'll spread the fo football field. Um, you know RPO game. Got to do a really good job on perimeter screens, defeat blocks, and make tackles in space. Line of scrimmage will be everything for us. Uh, offensively, going to have to have balance and be able to run the football and throw the football vertically down the field off of off of all of that. You know nothing different than, than who we are. Special teams um, got a chance to take another step this week. There's some really positive things. I think we had 13 freshmen that were playing on, on teams. Thought they did a really nice job. Um, there's another step for those guys, obviously, as young as they are in their career. But, um, you know, our, our specialists, there's some really good things. We just got to be more consistent. Okay. Everybody have a great afternoon. There you go. I love that. Anything specific? Uh, on Austin P was the, the, the question, and the answer was, we have to do this, we have to do that, we have to do. Bino, Jeff, did you catch that? Specifically, what, catch that. what do they know about Austin P Bino? What do they know? They know their tempo is really good. They're coming down here, and we're going to pay them about 1.6 and beat the hell out of them. I love that answer. They like to spread the field. No, actually, he said we need. He said we need to do. Actually, the way he answered it was, what I know is we need to spread. We need to spread the field. We need to play fast. We need to do this. We need to play with tempo. We need to blah 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 blah. He wasn't talking about them. He was talking about him, which means I know nothing about them. So, which is the way it, it ought to be because they're already guys. What are they doing behind the scenes? They're not, they're not going to say this, but what do you think they're doing right now behind the scenes? They're preparing for they're Florida, ready for like Florida. I said. You better believe it. And what's Florida doing behind they're the scenes? They're using these first two games as practice. Florida's getting ready for Tennessee. Now, Bino said something earlier I want to I want to ask. Because this is all about Florida from here. We just had that press conference. That's fun. That's fine and fun and all those things. Bino... Repeat what you said about the Florida deal and the fan expectation and, and, and where you think this thing's heading. Go ahead. Uh, what I said was, Tony, that we're better than Florida. We should beat Florida. Uh, I think we will beat Florida. Uh, do not expect the mistake-a-minute Florida team that you saw against Utah, the giveaway Florida team, They that's not who we'll face in two weeks. Uh, if we win the game, we'll have to take it from them. They're not going to give it to us. Back to our phones we go. Hello and welcome into our next call. You are live on our Monday edition. Hi. Tony, it's a uh, privilege and honor to be able to speak with you and Bino. It's Taylor 4-3. Hey, Tay. Uh, listen, um, you know, I completely agree. We'll, we'll see a much improved Florida team after this despicable Austin P scrimmage. It's kind of disgraceful to be hosting a team like that. Uh, I hate to be negative, but 
I think honoring Conrad Holloway is, is so next level and was so brilliantly thought up. But why waste it on Austin P? Let's, let's have that celebration for the, S, the first SEC home game that, uh, that we have. Are you a little surprised that we're doing that for Austin P? That, that man deserves a big stage, just my humble opinion. And furthermore, if you're going to honor Condridge, wear the uniform they wore. If you're really going to do that, don't wear that fake smoky gray stuff. It's fake. No offense. And I'm not trying to be an old man. That's what the recruit's like. Well, I mean, you know, you can say no every once in a while. It's okay to say no. Bino, go ahead. Jump in here. Uh, you know, you know, Tony, that Condridge is my favorite Tennessee football player of all time. Always has been. Always will be. Um, I, I agree with you. As as an old fan, I'd like to see him wear the orange and white with the with the orange uh, shoulder pad cover, uh, like Condridge did. From your, uh, I, I agree with you, Taylor. But the the one thing about honoring on a day like this is you can actually put more attention on Condridge because there's not going to be any on Austin P. Good, good point. Great you know. point. You know, of, of the living legends, I, I think of Condridge Holloway is, is top of the top. Who else am I missing? I mean, is he the the patriarch of, uh, of living fall legends? Am, am I missing anyone else? I'm, I guess I am, but my goodness. I love the fact we're honoring him. Let's continue to find ways to honor that that fine gentleman. Yeah, I mean, in 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 my youth, the two that come up to me are, are Condridge and and Dewey Warren, um, and of course Dewey's still still with us in in this area. And uh, uh, you know, he he's he's another guy that uh, uh, that kind of created the uh, was at the start of Tennessee's resurgence. After a long down period, um, so he's he's another one. But uh, um, you know, for guys my age, it's it's hard to beat Condridge. It really is. Agreed, Bino. Um, refresh my memory, Bino and Tony. Who made that absolutely spectacular, completely vertical, stretched out catch against Florida last year at home, which was one of the most spectacular catches I've ever seen in, uh, was that in Keaton? football history. Ramel Keaton did. Well, that's what I was thinking, Brian. And and the poor kid, I mean, you, you look at the bipolar opposite. How would we be feeling about Joe Milton, who I thought had a really good game? But that was a perfect deep ball that 99 out of 100 times Keaton makes that play. It's just yep. kind, of, kind of comical. You're exactly right. And, it, um, it's a, and he's got to come down with that ball. But he obviously has it. And he's worked into their rotation. And, and they're, you know, I can't think of another unit on their team that's more competitive than being one of those three. Because you know this, when the real games start, if you're not in that three rotation, you don't see the field much. So you have got to make use of the opportunities you get. That goes for all those wide receivers. And that's a pretty good receiver room Tennessee has. I agree, Tony. And did you notice, uh, I think, our, our tailback situation, highly competitive. But one of the challenges with this offense is, you know, one of our, our tailbacks made two or three 20-yard runs in a row and was tapping out and needed a breather. And Tennessee was absolutely not going to oblige. I, mean, I saw several times yep. they were tapping out and needing a breath, which I understand it was hot. They had 
been on the field a long time, and, and basically Tennessee said, no, you're staying in there. Uh, it's interesting. Those uh, you know, wide receivers and tailbacks, uh, they don't get a breather. That, that, that offense, is, is, it, it doesn't stop, as we know, but it, it's kind of comical watching them to, you know, asking to, be, to get a breather. <laughs> Coaching staff saying, no, stay in there. You know, um, you, you don't stop, as the old song goes. You know, tick-tock and you don't stop. I mean, they're not going to stop. On the way out, uh, I know Deion Sanders is very polarizing. I happen to love the gentleman. I love his swagger. I love his confidence. He went He went and turned around in HBCU school. And what he's done, I know it's just one game. I don't want to get ahead of myself. But, my goodness, that team won. Correct me if I misstate. I know Brian's really good with his memory and stats. But I think Colorado won one game last year. They were arguably literally the worst. Division One A college football program, and Dion having his son. They were one and eleven yards. Say that again, Brian. One eleven. Oh, sorry, one one eleven, Tony. So they were they were horrible. What he's done so far, and I know it's a long season, yep. is, is miraculous. And he may, I mean, again, getting ahead of myself, but the impact that Dion can potentially have on that program is hard for this fan to comprehend and i'll be watching any chance i get to see colorado play this year and i didn't even know who they were before Dion took over i'll be watching every game and i guarantee a lot of fans will as well just just unbelievable and having a player play both ways almost 130 snaps Dion is the real deal holyfield and uh he's gonna be fun to watch go vols gbo tony thank you brother and and i think it's real interesting that Deion Sanders has people from coast to coast saying, I want my son, I want my cousin to go play for him. You've got kids, uh, high-profile kids, saying, hey, I'd like to get in there and play the game and this, that, and the other. Being all on Zen Sports right now, I keep thinking about that Alabama game this weekend. You know, Alabama. I wonder how, how many viewers that, would have watched Tennessee play, watched Colorado play instead. If you're not one of our fans, Brian, you're not watching our game, Saturday. Why in the hell would you watch that game? That TCU game was a million times better. Now, our game was horrendous for watchability purposes. I'm sure we lost a bunch during the broadcast when the score was going across the bottom of what was going on in Colorado and TCU. no doubt about it but the truth is when tennessee plays those signature games they like uh they're four million plus they'll be huge box office yeah. across the board but your opponent's got to be somewhat legit i mean you know as a fan you're not gonna sit there and look at that especially when you yeah. turn that game on and you see how, i mean look i'm not ripping virginia they've been through a lot but they're a touchdown underdog against james madison this week Speaking of which, the Tide, I'm on Zen Sports app right now. Bino, they're a seven-point favorite hosting Texas. I've got a weird feeling. Might be Ajita. I just ate rather quickly while Hypo was speaking. I've got a weird feeling that Texas is going to beat them. I've thought that all offseason. Now, the Southeastern Conference so far, far in these um intersectional signature games, they're 0-2 with two thumpings. If Texas 
who's still a Big 12 school, whether the Big 12's commissioner wants him to be in that league or not. If Texas goes in there and beats them, Bino, we're going to be losing a little credibility as a league. Do we have to cheer for Alabama this weekend against them, or are you cheering for Texas to knock their block off, Bean Star? What are you cheering for? Uh, I I don't remember when I've ever pulled for Texas. Uh, they're right up there, just below, just below Notre Dame, Michigan, and Ohio State to me as teams that I just cannot find. I can't find a team. Unless they're playing each other, uh, I can't find a team to pull for them against. Um, Texas is right in that uh, mix for me, too. Um, I know Texas played them off their feet last year. Uh, uh, if, But I believe the only way they go into Tuscaloosa and win is if Milrow uh, just can't play that day. Which I don't, I don't know that he can. No, I, I don't. I don't. I don't either, Tony. We're going to find out. Last year, they deserved to lose the game. Quinn Ewers this time is going to stay on the field. He'll have to throw the football some against Texas to beat them. I think Alabama wins, but I don't think Miro's just going to run around and beat them. So the line is seven. Bino, what's the play? Obviously, we're not the Thursday night yet where we make these plays. But what is the play? Uh, Texas and a touchdown is, to me, a little bit more attractive at this point in the week uh, than Alabama laying a touchdown in that game with questions at quarterback. I think Texas is going to thump them. Arch Manning's going to play in that game. That's how bad it's going to be. Week. It's almost, let me tell you something here. Week two is upon us. Now, week one, we've got one more game tonight. But there's no better time to make the switch to Zen Sports. Fastest growing sports book in Tennessee. Now, all lines are jammed. We're coming to you momentarily. But we're revolutionizing the way you bet on sports. Cash rewards program is unreal. I'm taking Texas, and I'm catching seven this week. And I've been hot so far. I don't know what's going on with me, but I'm hot. I said the Vols in the cover the other day. They covered easily. That was the easiest bet of the of the week. I'm telling you, this Texas team has something for Alabama this weekend. And in addition to the cash rewards program you get with Zen Sports, because look, the easiest to understand sports book experience in the state of Tennessee, which means you don't have to go through scroll through hundreds of bets to find the games you want to bet on. Parlays are easy. Uh, with the simple interface they have. And the bottom line is you can make same-game parlays as well. So what are you waiting for? Stop wasting your time and your money betting with other sports books to earn credits or points. You earn real cash rewards with Zen Sports. Real cash rewards. Download today at the App Store or at zensports.com. Your wallet's going to thank you later. Gambling problem, 800-889-9789. Terms and conditions apply. Must be 21 and over in the state of Tennessee to bet. Let's go back to the phones. How about Arch Manning not being their second-team quarterback down there, Bean? That's a little strange. Yeah, it, 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 it is, Tony. I don't know um, what to make of that. I, I don't either. What, uh, what class is Quinn Ewers? Is he a sophomore? 
let's see. No, he's a third-year player because okay. he was at Ohio State. He was one of the original NIL, highly paid, right off the bat, transferred from Ohio State to Texas last year, got on the field, got hurt. And, uh, yeah, so he's highly thought of. Sophomore eligibility-wise, though? Let's see. Did he play it? He didn't play at Ohio State, Did not right? play at Ohio State. But he's a third-year player, yeah. so he can go pro after this year, would be my belief. Okay. Okay. All right. Yeah. They really, really like the kid behind him that played first, uh, according to some people I've talked to. But let's go back to the phones, and we'll get our next call in. So that will be an interesting uh, battle next year in camp. Uh, when those two go at it, let's get our next call in on your Monday edition. Hi. Tony Ben O'Brien, happy Labor Day, Joshy Boy. Hey, Joshy Boy. Last time we talked. Happy Labor Day, Joshy Boy. Last time we happy talked Labor on Garza Law Fifth Quarter Fan Reaction, Josh was doing the uh, Garza Law Fifth. Pops. He had a few pops, Bino. He just said it. Yeah. And, uh, Tony, I want to put a plug in if that's okay. Please. I want to thank the fine people at uh, Smoky Mountain Brewery. They took care of uh, me and Artemis this week. We went to Corner 16, and we got a mini keg for the Tennessee game. And by the sounds of it, you'd let Artemis have about three sips based on your <laughs> conduct on the Garza Law fifth quarter fan reaction. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was a fun game, and, Tony, I took Tennessee to cover, and I parlayed that with Washington, and boom, 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 winner. Winner, winner, chicky dinner. How did chicken you do dinner. on the weekend? The only loss I had was uh, TCU and Texas San Antonio, and the other four were winners. I took Florida State, money line in to cover. Boom. Not parlay I hit, and I took uh, Alabama first half spread. We really have to quit listening to Nashville Lee. You do. You got to listen to Basilio. Yeah, you're hot. 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 And on my book, this is why I try to tell people like Nashville Lee does, shop around to get the best line. On my book, it's seven and a half out of Alabama, Texas spread. Shop around, baby. Yep. Get that half point. Yeah, get that hook. Buy it. Yep. Buy the hook. Tony, what I wanted to talk about today is what do you think about all the sheep acting uh, after our amazing performance against Virginia? They're saying that the defense looks really good. The offense at times looked really good, but I want to wait and see until we play like a team like Florida or like South Carolina, you know. I'm not going to overreact to one game against a lower-tier Power 5 opponent. Well, I think fans need to, need to enjoy this because it is not that long that we were in Virginia's spot. It's remarkable how quickly we've gotten out of that. but And it's so easy to forget how short of a while ago it was that we were kind of not as bad as they are. I don't know that we ever bottomed out and we're as bad as they are right now. Yeah. But but 
coming into Heupel's first year, we kind of, and around the country, they kind of thought Tennessee's going to be a bottom feeder type team. And just like that, there's a Grand Canyon between those two programs 24 months later. So, you know, look, Tennessee's a team that um, in the last little bit went out and lost to Georgia State. And similar, similarly, it's thought that Virginia's going to get rolled Saturday by that James Madison program. Yep, they're and, a touchdown underdog at home. Touchdown underdog at home. Imagine that. Yep. That just shouldn't be. Little James Madison... No. I think James Madison has a brighter future than them, though, in Division One football because they're right next to that D.C. corridor. Bino and myself, we drove up there, and we saw the additions they were making on their stadium when we were driving past it as they were getting ready to go D1 into the uh, Sun Belt. Yeah. Bino, remember, both of us agree that as close as they are to D.C. there um, and, and the ability to find players up in that little area um, – JMU is going to have a bright future in Division One football. I believe that. Yeah, I think so too, Tony. And they're, you know, it's a, it's a program that's accustomed to winning already. So. Yep. But yeah, Tony. Uh, yep. Uh, what were you going to say? I love the fact that people want to enjoy that win. You need to enjoy every win as much as you can. It's our yeah. job, though, to kind of temper things and to keep it in perspective. And the truth is. That Virginia team's horrendous that we just saw. Just absolutely the dregs of college football society. I don't want to like say we're going fifteen and one like some people. You know who I'm talking about. Not going to name names though. I don't. What are you trying to get heat with somebody? Who are you talking about? No. All right. But uh. Tony, uh, my favorite play I already like for this coming Saturday is Notre Dame traveling to NC State. Notre Dame is a seven-and-a-half-point favor against NC State, and that NC State team did not look good, that good against Connecticut Thursday night. I don't know. Connecticut's pretty good. I know it's on on the road, and I know Notre Dame was playing Navy. Their defense looked good against Navy, but it's Navy. Come on, but... They finally have a quarterback back there that can play a little bit at Notre Dame. Yeah. And uh, I appreciate you, Joshy boy. What do you make of that, Bean Star? What do you make of the fact that, um, first of all, Notre Dame's quarterback that transferred got in front of Ty Simpson over the weekend and was the first guy off the bench? And then secondly, Sam Hartman returns back to the ACC as a member of Notre Dame. Uh, and NC State this weekend, another interesting game. Yeah, uh, Sam Hartman obviously is the real deal. Uh, appeared to make a huge difference for Notre Dame's offense, uh, which he will. Um, I, you know, the early returns are that time needs to find somewhere else to play. And by the way, if you missed uh, Josh Heupel's press conference, Cooper Mays, basically his name didn't come up because there's no chance he plays this weekend, which means that our reporting back in the preseason will turn out to be accurate, which is now the he eyes are on play in this game anyway. And now the eyes are on the Florida game and whether or not he makes a start. 
it's very much up in the air right now. So, and that's really going to be the first time you're going to say what that means one way or the other when you get in that game. In that spot, in that game, in that environment, early in that game, whether it's Dane Davis in there, um, whether it's the young man, Ali Lane, uh, both those guys are great stories. And, you know, next man up, next man up, 865-200-5402. Hello and welcome into our next call. I tell you what, Richard, stay right there. I just looked at my clock, and I got a call in Audible here. Brief timeout, we come back, we'll get his call. We're going to do it, no doubt do, a TLD Logistics Overdrive Overtime on this Labor Day as we continue to labor for you as you enjoy hopefully a day off more after this. This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern Middle Tennessee, WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia. Celebrate you with a new vehicle from Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. We have a huge selection of new vehicles waiting for you. We're talking cars, trucks, and SUVs. And if you're in the business of selling your vehicle, we've got you covered. We'll buy from you even if you don't buy from us. At Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia, we're locally owned and operated and proud to serve our community as the largest CDJR dealership in Tennessee. Find your new ride today when you visit Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. Hello, this is Rick Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. What is a full-service jeweler? Experienced staff, custom designers, in-house jewelry repairs, and beautiful jewelry. Yes, at Tillis Jewelry, we are passionate, knowledgeable, and committed to integrity. We strive to be the best in our community and in our profession. We build long-term relationships and become part of family traditions that will cross generations. We delight clients by providing an unparalleled selection, superior service, and exceptional value. Tillis Jewelry, we exceed your expectations. Do you suffer from knee pain? Is it painful to walk or perform your day-to-day activities? If so, we have great news at the Dr. Gill Center. We can relieve your knee pain fast and easy with no downtime and no surgery. The FDA has approved a new non-surgical treatment for knee pain, and it's covered by most major insurance, including Medicare. This treatment has helped millions of people across the nation. Call today to see if you qualify for a free consultation and get back to a pain-free life. 615-551-922. Brown's Body Shop has two locations to provide your vehicles with high-quality body and frame repairs, the best paint jobs, and custom body fabrications. Brown's Body Shop has been successful for more than 50 years because of their highly trained personnel, competitive prices, superior customer care, and timely service. Don't put off body repairs or that custom paint job and fenders. Go to Brown's Body Shop today, 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia, 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin. Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and North Alabama. Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long hot day at work, there's always one nearby. Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama. Proudly serving Shell Gasoline. 
Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at 10pin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. This is Mark Curry at the Trailer Store. We are a local, family-owned business. Every day, I work with my wife, Susie, my mother, Becky, and my son, Justin. We offer a full line of lawnmower trailers, utility trailers, stock trailers, and a full line of trailer parts. We also offer service. Come see us at 1021 New Lewisburg Highway. Call us at 931-381-2795. That's 931-381-2795. Hey, this is Trip Stoltz, owner and manager of Columbia Ace Hardware. Come see us Saturday, September 9th, and let your first cookout be on us. With the purchase of any grill, you will receive an Omaha Steaks voucher for 12 steak burgers and 12 beef franks free. We also will have hamburgers for the first 100 customers between 11 and 2 until we run out. Come see us Saturday, September 9th at 112 East James Campbell Boulevard, Columbia, Tennessee. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. I am Jack Blackstone. And I'm Emery Blackstone. Together, we are Greenway Tech Repair. Tired of slow computers, cracked phone screens, and fancy home electronics you don't know how to use? We can help. We provide local on-site services as well as remote troubleshooting for any job, no matter how large or small, from computers and laptops to mobile devices and home electronics. We Blackstone Brothers are eager to serve our community. Find us on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. That's on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. You'll have to see it to believe it. Whoever said that must have been talking about Talladega. It's a place where chaos mixes with speed. And a playoffs weekend becomes a lifetime of memories. It's a tradition like no other. At a track like no other. And after it's all over, you still won't believe it ever happened. NASCAR Playoffs Weekend at Talladega, September 30th through October 1st. Get your tickets now at talladegasuperspeedway.com. Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee. Absolutely outstanding as we're back with you on a Friday heading toward a TLD Logistics overdrive. Over time. In the meantime, let's go back, and we were visiting with Richard. Richard, welcome back in. Oh, man, it's good. Beautiful Labor Day. Happy Labor Day to all. Yeah, same to you, brother. I'm sure y'all got some wonderful plans afterwards, and uh, but thank you for being on today and, and allowing us wonderful UT fans to always call in and talk. So, but um, hey, uh, first of all, just real quick on the game again, and then I'll go back to um, I guess some, I want to just bring up a point that uh, that's very interesting. I want to bring up to you guys, um, but um, on the game, you know, coming into the game, the, the one big question mark we talked about was what the offensive line. Um, Hey, no offensive line wherever is perfect. You'll always miss some assignments here and there. You'll have a couple of penalties and stuff. But the one thing I always look for in my offensive line are my guys physical. Do they bang? Do they push to the last moment of the whistle? Are they tough-minded? And I have to say, Tony B., uh, and it don't matter if it's Virginia or not, they answered that question as far as the, the way that they're going to play. And 
to me, that was very impressive with their demeanor and how they went about that game. So, again, we know they're going to play better defensive fronts, more athletic fronts. And, again, when you play athletic fronts, you're going to make mistakes. You'll miss some assignments. But the tenacity, you cannot coach that in a person. And these kids all went out there and played with tenacity. And that you can truly build on. I love the finishing blocks downfield. Campbell got a lot of attention, but that was happening all over the field on Saturday. Oh, absolutely. Hey, the Texas transfer, Tony, um, you know, there was a question mark with him. And, he again, he he's going to make mistakes. But, boy, he banged inside and never let up, continued to bang. And that's all I want out of my lineman, man. Yep. Physically, are you going to be tough mentally and grind it? And they were. And uh, so from that standpoint, I was glad. Um, you, you you look at South Carolina, boy, they, Tony, they got a problem on the offensive line. What, Portal hammered them, man. Line, yep. Tony, that offensive line was worse than Virginia's. Yep. It was atrocious. I could not believe it. If it wasn't for Spencer Rattler, they'd get beat 40 points. Yep. And so, but saying that, I got something for you and Bino now. Uh, I saw this as stat. We know our year, our decade of just being in the dregs. This is a stat that I got a chance to read about. Recruiting from 2009 to 2019, which would be hold that thought. Hold that thought. Stay right there, Richard.